It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Freaky Friday. I don't even know how I start these. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, welcome to Freaky Friday, the podcast talking about freaks and geeks on podcasts like it's nineteen ninety nine. From here in a Parisian night suit oh, that's, in yeah. two thousand nineteen, I am one of your hosts, Kenny Nyberg, and I'm Felisco. And with us today, along is- I'm Allison Ankle. <laughs> long overdue. With, with us right. today Allison is Ankle. Allison Ankle. <laughs> I'm back uh, from Shondaland. <laughs> Sadder produ- than ever. She produces every show on television, basically. Yes, and the ones you haven't Just seen me. yet that are coming. Yes. Down, the, down the pike. All five hundred forty shows produced by Allison. Yep. I think I made the exact same joke with Betsy. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> Betsy, by the way, was fantastic. I don't doubt it. Holy shit, I love yeah, her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. So I work with two people you once worked with. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. I work with Molly Margraf and Jack Lieberman. Oh, I love them. And <laughs> I love them. I know. And then we, we went to, I love them too. They're fantastic. And we, uh, we like kind of nerded out over Betsy after that. Great. Yeah. And it's she like deserves Bet- to be nerded out she's, over. Yeah. She is. She's the best human. And the best, like, she's the best probably boss, I would guess. And like, yeah. she's so fucking cool oh, yeah. without being yeah. a nerd yeah. and like, God, I yeah, want she was her great. In my and Guillermo was great. The two of them were just. Guillermo it was, it was a great. It was really fun. I, I love my life. That, but they're wonderful. Yeah. And uh, today, as I was telling Betsy, I was going off to do this fine mm-hmm. podcast. She reminded me of something <laughs> I didn't know. So that's not reminding. She told me <laughs> that uh, Freaks and Geeks filmed on the lot I currently work at, Raleigh Studios. Really? Yes. And she remembers going to visit the set when she was working oh, there. That's cool. Back in what ninety eight, ninety nine. Nice. So I would have loved to have seen that set. Oh my, can you imagine? Because like now it's, I mean, yeah. Well, here we are, guys. We're talking about episode 111, Mm -hmm. or the 11th episode of Freaks and Geeks, however you want to call it, because there was no two, ever. 
Uh, only ones. Mm-hmm. Um, looks and books. Uh, the synopsis, after Lindsay crashes the Weir family car while trying to help Daniel and his friends around her, parents indefinitely ground her and forbid her from seeing the gang of freaks ever again. Shaken up by the experience, Lindsay gladly abides and tries to reassociate herself with her old friends, including Millie. In the process, she rejoins the mathlete team and reveals her competitive side. Meanwhile, after a new hairstyle doesn't impress Sydney, <laughs> Sam decides to dress more attractively, buying a powder blue disco jumpsuit. The attire gives him nothing but negative attention. <laughs> Looks and Books aired on February 7th, 2000. It was written by Paul Feig, directed by Ken Quapis. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you, Allison. Sure. What is your history with Freaks and Geeks? Do you remember when you saw it first? Do you yeah. remember? I why was, do you love it? I was introduced to it by Ashley Lyle, who mm-hmm. was, Makes and sense. forgive me, I have a lozenge in my mouth, so you guys yeah, don't have awful. to listen to I have four. I wish you guys could see this. this. Is, I, I, wish you could. I have little lozenges lined up ready yeah. to go, unwrapped, to really so just. Make sure that there's no wrapping noises. Yeah, smooth yeah. out the sound experience. I can't tell that you have a lozenge oh, in your mouth. That's really great. That's Clever. It's as if you've been on a podcast before. Like I'm a professional. Yeah. Meanwhile, I have my Coke Zero here. I'm just going to slurp it on mic. <laughs> well, all right. So, Freezing Geeks, yeah, Ashley Lyle. So basically, um, Ashley Lyle, lifelong best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, Former guest and future guest. Yeah, you yeah. met her. You met her on the Kim Kelly is My Friend episode yeah. of this fine podcast. Yes. And um, she told a torrid story about uh, one summer night where one of my... I, a friend of mine got tanked and I brought her back to Ashley's <laughs> yeah, parents' house. It's cool. <laughs> um, she fine. did totally tell that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I listened to it and, and delighted in it and didn't remember half the details. Maybe I was drunk. We won't know. But we'll I, know. no, you, there's no yeah. telling. Yeah. Um, basically, I, we had a long distance love for a while, a long distance friendship. Um, in college, I was in DC. She was in New York. And then in grad school, I was in Austin and she was still in New York. And I, I'll never forget coming to visit her, I think the summer of 2004, but given my track record with my Virgin Suicides episode, it's Might probably have been summer 2005. Our, our yeah. most shameful <laughs> I, episode. I we thought had, it was 1999. We had to set up a whole new set of <laughs> rules just, just to abide by Virgin Suicides. Like, <laughs> oh boy. No, no. If it's an American film, you do, you do it based it on a its worldwide degree. Yes, exactly. yeah. Worldwide debut. If it's a foreign film, sure. you do it based on its American debut. I think that's pretty good rule though well thanks because of Allison because of Allison it's a great rule I had, I had to come up with this tortured rule <laughs> yeah it's a real gymnastic yes. that's right so, so in 2004, 2004 I'm yeah. hanging out in her New York apartment and she's like have you seen the show Freaks and Geeks and I said what are you talking about and she was like it was a kind of a cult hit and a few years ago when we were in college when all I watched was WB it was in teen romances yeah, yeah in 1999 yeah. spoiler when I was in college, thank you. Uh, so basically, we sat there in her apartment and just watched episode after episode. And I was so sucked in right from the get-go. And I remember one of my first um, things being like, wait, why does everyone have a crush on the James Franco character? Mm. I loved the Jason Siegel character. And Nick. that was where I like discovered Jason Siegel. And so that... <laughs> Kenny just had an Kenny, outsized well, reaction yeah. to that. And I'm, I'm he, Kenny wasn't on the Nick train in the beginning. But he's on it now, I think. Maybe by the end I'll be on the Nick is a stud train. But right now I'm on the, like, I get why this character rules, but I don't (laughs) get why a lady would want to be his lady. Yeah, that's true. Weird. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, I mean, I am a straight guy. Uh, What do I know? But but he's cute. Like, I get why he's got this sort of, there's a charm to him. Affable, goofy vibe. But Daniel is like, he's he's the hot guy. Right. But I couldn't get over the fact of how out out of it on drugs he always looks. (laughs) I think, and the greasy hair. I was yeah. like, I don't understand. There's I'm, not really a hot guy in the show. I guess that, that's kind of that's that. I think there's plenty of hot guys on that show. Talk to me. No. <laughs> yeah. Tell us more. Dave Gruber Allen. <laughs> 
The guy who plays the long-haired hippie teacher. Yeah, Ross, oh, yeah. Dr. Ross, Ross, of course. Of course. He is pretty Gruber. hot. Hey, of course. Um, no, no, no. The but hottest I, guy of the show is Harris, but we can keep going. But Harris I, is great. Oh, my God. We, I, Harris has a line in this episode that's fantastic. Oh, my God. He, no. You're not a loser because he you have sex. sex. If you didn't Dead have sex. Him. This guy. All right, we'll get into this. We'll get this. into Harris. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But yeah, so that was my, and then I remember going back to Austin, buying the box DVD set, and I think, it, truly, all I watched for the rest of that summer were West Wing reruns, <laughs> Aqua Teen Hunger Force, oh, and shit. Freaks and Geeks. Or so I you were high the whole time. obsessively. Yeah, no. <laughs> not even. I wish I had an excuse. Did you ever watch uh, Harvey Birdman, which was like the good no, show No, I did on... not. Ex- excuse me? Oh, sorry. I <laughs> That was no. Harvey Birdman is uh, that's a that's a Kenny Association show for me. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. But Aquatine is amazing too. Aquatine is fucking crazy. But Harvey Birdman, like sure, I'm from the. I mean, there are so many things to like about it. That chief among them. But it it was it immediately kind of hit me in the gut. Grimiest fucking show of all time. And you talk about freedom. Yeah, it's become it became like one of those pieces of pop culture I would define myself by. Right? People ask you about yourself. You're set of a MySpace oh, cool. profile and they're like what do you like I'm like freaks and geeks Setting just so people it was my bat signal I'm like hey other cool people this, sure. is, this is me it's what I this is how I define myself I'm a freaks and geeks fan and stayed that way so for a long that's time a, that's cool to and to and honestly to the point where like I remember in 2008 someone I was dating gave me a complete book of all the the actual mm-hmm. teleplays of it like I really I love it dearly and um but I don't think I ever what's weird about it is I listened to all the commentary tracks back in the day when I had that box set, but I, I, I never really dove too deep at the time. I knew these people were famous, but I didn't get into the nitty gritty. And then just to over the past like 15 years, get to see the kind of realize it all. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which you guys have talked about. I know extensively. No, about. no, no. I mean, it's not, it's, it's just interesting. You know, we've, we've tried to have a different guest on for each episode and just right. to sort of see how this show speaks to that person and yeah. why, you know, why they watched it, when they watched it. And, and I think that, I mean, we've, we've obviously talked about the various things that are special about the show, but it never stops sort of, I don't know. I keep seeing something new every time I watch a new episode. I feel like there's something interesting that it's saying, yes. a, a, a convention that it's, it's sort of zigging when you think it's going to zag. I mean, so there's a, a review that uh, Emily Vanderwerf wrote for AV Club a couple years ago when they did a rewatch of this. And she said, if Freaks and Geese is about trying on personas, about trying out new lives that might fit you better than your old one, then it needs to be about how every part of one's life is valuable, how trying on all these personas can eventually lead to a truer self. And I think wow. what I love about this particular <laughs> episode is that it's it's sort of about personas. And, yeah. you know, in high school, I really wished that I had the balls, I guess, or the spine to be a person who could like – like I really wanted to be a goth is basically what I'm getting at, but I didn't have, I couldn't dress like that. I couldn't do that. Cause I was just like the confidence that that requires. I really wanted to be a goth. I really did. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I know. I don't I don't want to yada yada out of that. Let's get on <laughs> deeper into this. That's fine. We can. No, I'm not even kidding. What, what, we can what talk about it. What drew you to it? Why did I really you do the, it? I, why didn't I? Well, the reason why I didn't do it and, is. And what were you instead? I that, was just me. I just wore whatever clothes that felt like that I, you know, could. I guess I just didn't want to draw attention to myself. I, there's a confidence that, re- that that is required to be a person that does that. And I always had real respect for it. For people that just gave zero fucks yeah. and were like, this is what I'm wearing and this is the music I like and I'm going to just do this. Mm-hmm. And in terms of like goth whatever, I just think that it's it's an aesthetic. I mean, I like Tim Burton. There's a bunch of things about the goth aesthetic that I think is interesting. Sure. I couldn't do it and I didn't do it. But – 
I guess this is all just a way of saying that I think that this episode in particular is about how there's transformations that are going on in this episode. Yeah. And I think that it's interesting to see how, you know, Rosso's speech that he gives at the end about how you have to sort of have confidence in yourself. That's the thing that Sam is missing. I, right. I'm, I'm not going to move past it. Because <laughs> okay. I, I feel, I'm not, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I feel the same way that you do. Okay. I, I wasn't necessarily goth, though I definitely looked at the goths in my school with like reverence. Sure. For that same reason. Like, yeah. holy shit. Like, own it. Guts on you yeah. to yeah, like yeah. put your, put your inside on the outside that way. Yeah. And like, I tried to, play a certain like a very particularly I, I tried to play a very particular role mm-hmm. in high school i was actively trying to be a hippie among jocks okay um, <laughs> that's a niche respect I was act- <laughs> not really no i was I like actively it. trying to like fill this like like role where i could like hang out with my jock <laughs> friends mm-hmm. but also hang out with like the musicians that i sang mm-hmm. with and played with yeah. and like kind of live in both places yeah. and just kind of you know kind of this like proto beach bum thing <laughs> but like the real people who i thought were the coolest for real were the goths that was that was the thing that for whatever yeah it just they left a real impression on me and i guess what I liked about this episode is that it really kind of unpacked a lot of that, that idea of, of, of the, the persona that you give across in high school, what yeah. you want to be seen as or don't want to be seen as. I mean, I, I like the fact that you have Lindsay um, dressing up or just sort of, or just sort of owning her mathlete past in a way that isn't too broad, right. but it's funny. It's a punchline. doesn't go as far, obviously, as Sam, walking like Saturday Night Fever down the halls <laughs> with his Parisian uh, night suit. But I just, I, I think that there's also, I'm going to read one other quick thing that, that uh, Emily said, which is to the credit of looks and books, it doesn't offer easy answers. A lesser show would set this all up as an either or proposition. Lindsay can crush Lincoln with the mathletes or help the freaks get ready for their party say, and then judge her either way for abandoning the econo- uh, academic promise or abandoning her friends. Instead, looks and books realizes that people are more complicated than most high school shows allow them to be. Right. Lindsay can be annoyingly earned mathlete, but also the one who gains support from her so-called burnout friends who turn out to be the biggest cheerleaders in her corner. Freaks and Geeks realizes that the path is really predictable and is strewn with all sorts of chances to try on new outfits and incorporate them into one's essential being. After all, you never know where you're going to find the thing that gives you that small core of confidence that will make you bulletproof. And I think that that's sort of what I'm kind of getting at. Like there's these goth kids that we saw just didn't care. Like this was their suit of armor. They didn't care. And it made them bulletproof to themselves. And I think that's really amazing. No, it is. And honestly, it's funny. You're, you kind of talking about that a bit actually keys into the first question you asked, which I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I even answered, which is like, what does it mean to you? Yeah, and yeah. why did you hook into it? And I think there's some very technical answers. Like I loved period things about sure. teen experiences, whether that was one years or days and confused, which I also, both of those I keep in my can. They're amazing. Yeah. But I think the reason I associated with also, I, I started to associate the show with Ashley, right? Our friendship. Sure. We, I expe- She kind of <clears throat> pulled me into it. It was like, Hey, check out this cool thing. And I think that was the nature of our friendship. I think Ashley and I were both very much Lindsay Weirs, although I have a Millie Rising. <laughs> For sure. I have a Millie Rising it's is strong. an amazing way of putting it. I have a Millie Rising, but I think that like as two people who started out as like fierce competitors, nerds in the fourth grade who wanted to be the best at everything and therefore could never fierce be best friends. Oh, okay. We were All enemies. Right. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. We were enemies <laughs> until seventh grade. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> we were not, but like it, it was, it was sort of a quiet respect, but also like 
Well, you Th- like, this is my nemesis. Two of the smartest kids in the grid. Sure, we always go up for the same solo, okay. the same yeah, all that. That's what I was. We both love so art. much. But then I think we realized, I'm, I'll never forget being in a, in a biology class in like seventh grade at the lab tables and we had been paired together and Ashley was like, you know what? We, we should hang out. You should come over to my house one weekend. And the minute I did that, we were best friends forever, even though we had truly been kind of at each other's necks in terms of being so competitive. And I think what joined us is that we both knew we were essentially not the cool girls, Mm -hmm. but had an aspirational yearning to be not those cool girls, not like the stereotypical Remsen, New Jersey, prepster, perfect, or cool, we're out drinking with the boys, but something that even superseded that. And it was always Ashley, I feel like, who was like leading the charge. She's like, here's what we'll wear. Here's, read the spin magazine. We'll like riot girl music. It doesn't sound like her at all. But it was perfect because if she would like (laughs) introduce me to these things, I would authentically like and which would just continue to compound the friendship but i think that's part of why i so strongly clicked into freaks and geeks at just what that emily quote says is we really hadn't seen this yeah. spectrum of human emotion and experience in in teenagers in high school until that show yeah, you could see yourself in it's it so do, i think it's also really interesting too because we've talked a little bit we've talked about this a bunch of times um but the idea of it speaking to female viewers mm-hmm. versus male viewers mm-hmm. it's, it is a very masculine <laughs> show uh, there are a lot of female characters in it, and and one would argue that the protagonist obviously is a female, but it's not a feminine particular show. It's mostly written by men. It's mostly directed right. by men. Um, I, so I, it's, I've come at it pretty hard yeah. for that specific thing. Which is why I think it's interesting that it affected and connected way. with, with you was, and, sure, and Ashley. You, well, the yeah, I've always kind of looked at Lindsay. It's weird that I'm saying this to you. I've always kind of looked at li- as, a Lindsay with a Millie rising, yeah. <laughs> Lindsay with a Millie rising, mm-hmm. as a, 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 a man's oh idea of the coolest girl in school. Oh my god! Um, so kind. Yeah, no, it's just this idea of like of like. I wish you could have seen the, Allison's face. No, but there's this thing where like you know, and, and not any man, the kind of man who comes out and writes a show like freaks and. <laughs> So the best kind. Those guys would have loved me. Me, you, (laughs) everyone listening to this podcast, and everyone in this town. Yeah, yeah. like those are the kind of girls that I think men idealize. I basically had been positing that they don't really exist, and you are clearly one of them. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. We did. We did it. As is Ashley. So like, and as, and it's so weird because like, as you're saying it, that never really crossed my mind. I'm like, oh yeah, you are describing a lot of girls I knew in high school who were my favorite girls. Right. Um, The ones who had to fight and scrap a little to figure out who exactly they were. And and again, weren't like aiming to be like the cool people they saw. No. But the cool people they saw in Spin Magazine, I guess, or I don't know, the the people they thought they could be, the, the cool, like, liberal arts college student. Like we always were aspirational in it. I feel like that is Lindsay. I mean like, well, it's also very specific. Like, again, I, we say this a lot, but like the specificity of this show is just really what I think makes it yes. really, really special. Oh yeah. And it's, and you talking about like this persona or, you know, you trying to figure out who you were going to be in high school and what have you. Uh, I think they do that really, really well on this show. It's weird. I never thought, no, no, I mean, I think the show's great, but I never really, this is, this is weird. I'm so happy you're here, Alison. You can help me out a little bit. 
because I just never, I I just, I really did the whole time. I really did have this thing where I'm like, no, this is, this is a boy writing a girl. Like these are boys writing girls, which there's some girls. There were this particular episode. Oh, this was a Paul Feig episode, but, uh, or Feig. Um, but the last one, Ted was Rebecca Kirshner. Correct. Um, and that's a good episode, but yeah, when we recorded What's that? When we recorded. When we recorded. Who knows when we that? But um, yeah, yeah, no, no. That that is what I really kind of had been feeling. So, uh, and look, you- there's girls I recognize and don't relate to. Cindy. <laughs> Fucking Cindy. Do you recognize you really- her? I don't like. Oh, her. you. So you you had there were Cindys in your in your orbit. Yeah, and it's just Cindy's sweet. Dumb. Mm. She farts. Um, I know, but I'm like, she farts. <laughs> well, there you go. She's a sweet fart. Sweet fart. <laughs> sweet, that sweet fart. That little sweet fart. You don't she, trust her. You know he likes you. Like, stop it. You know, mm. I get I get incredibly frustrated with that whole playing the line of oblivious thing. Mm. And this episode has that. She clutch, definitely does that. Clutch times. moment of like she's just talking to the jock with the feathered hair, and it's like, oh Sam, hi Sam. Fuck you. Oh, you're boring ass down. <laughs> I will say this is Cindy's worst look in this episode. Yeah. There, she, she has redemptive, she's not, I know. Yeah. She just generally in the series would ride my patience. And I remember, and I, one of my favorite women in the, the whole series, like the, my favorite portrayals of, of anything is the episode where the new girl comes, which you're doing. Oh, now. we already did that. We did we that did one. That. Yeah. And Kenny's got thoughts about that one. Yeah. I think Sam's an incel. What? <laughs> 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 he went there. In the I was episode. about to, and I was, I was about, blinded by I the use a, of Rosalinda's <laughs> eyes. I was about to bring that. Yeah, I know. As a Jersey girl, little Billy Joel. I was, about, like, I was about to bring that up again. That like I came to that Sam, that Sam Cindy relationship from such a different point of view, which is like Sam, Sam's an insult. I'm like Sam. She's not into you. Like move on, dude. You don't get to like chase her every episode. Oh, like it's, it's so funny That's because funny. like. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I guess maybe I could. I, I, I'm just like, dude. Well, yeah. and it's weird like, because this show, that's the thing. This show, like, if you look at it, the reason you can find yourself in it is it really, again, it encompasses so many different experiences. I don't know if you guys were ever like the new kid, but because <laughs> Ashley and no, I. Oh, thank God. <laughs> our school went through ninth grade. What? And then we had to kind of go off on our merry ways. She went to sure. boarding school and I went to the local public high school. And, and it was that moment too, that the million, like the people you meet that first week who are kind to you, you bond with immediately, but you know, you sort of still can't help yourself, but yeah. be like, but what about those kids who are drinking vodka out of water bottles and seems so cool? Like you, that weird yep. thing immediately kicks in. I think there's, there's the, the breadth of the high school experiences portrayed for one season of television, it's how crazy. much they packed in 100%. is incredible. Well, I, and to that point, I think that it's also, they, they don't let any kids get away easy. They don't mm-hmm. kind of pull their punches. I mean, no. the way that the mathletes talk about, you know, the, the freaks, for instance, yeah. in this makes not you go, all the mathletes, not all of them, but that Shelley. one in particular, yeah. more but, casting gold, those mathletes. Well, yeah. The cast. Yeah. Shelly. <laughs> but do you know sort of what I'm getting at? Like that idea that like everyone's, yeah. everyone's casting kind of, judgments. Yeah. It's very decanted everywhere. Yeah, you know, but the interesting part is that mm-hmm. the popular kids are kind of oblivious to all of it a little bit. Like, and I don't mean that in a, in a, they're in a judgmental kind of also way. They're the least important people they're in the show. They're also the least important people you in the mean, show. Oh, you mean like the cheerleader job? Yeah, yes. the true yeah. golden yes. girls. Which is, boys. they're not interested in really exploring about, that, which is totally fair. I thought you talking about the freaks and like, I, you know, kind of your point about the kids drinking vodka. Those are the cool kids. Like, that's actually what 
cool was. Then I'm going to tell you one more time. You wouldn't have thought me very cool in high school. (laughs) No matter what you think. Weren't drinking the vodka? No. I remember. I'll never forget. I I promise you, I would have found you cool. (laughs) Sober as a judge. No. There, I, I, cool as a cucumber. Maybe not. Maybe maybe not before senior year. But once we had like once we had like chemistry together, <laughs> and we like and we like had our like one conversation, and yeah. you're like, like right. you're like, oh yeah, yeah. What, what what about this band I've been like listening to, The sure. Smiths? I'd be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you know about The Smiths? <laughs> Aren't you a girl? <laughs> this is amazing. What's happening right now? There's some great fanfic um, being written. No, um, wait, wait, I want to make I want to make a point about okay, yeah, podcast. Yeah. Yes. This is my favorite episode so far. <laughs> no, 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 not my favorite episode of the you podcast. Say that all the time. This is my favorite episode of Freaks and Geeks so far. Oh, interesting. Okay. I this is my favorite episode. This is the episode. But uh, this is probably fascinating the, to probably, me. This is the one in the writers' room where I would be the most excited. This is the one where they break down and deconstruct everything about the episode. That's yeah. true. That has led up to this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, they call out characters for what they are. They yep. they found things in characters that my guess is uh it's it, also written by the creator which i think is part of it too. Yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like i think he's plugged in he's not a very real design. experience yeah, yeah, in his yeah, life and yeah he, and he's allowed to he's probably allowed to make the judgments of his characters that exactly. maybe another writer would not and would not feel comfortable making totally right. that being said supervising producer this was not even like kind of his show <laughs> i thought it was a koi so, um uh, he's a koi on this episode oh uh, then this is back end okay so he was well, even just like when but, when when Lindsay turns on them and says some really harsh shit, mm-hmm. shit to to mm-hmm. Daniel to Ken Kim. And, and Kim, yes. and is like it's she cuts to the quick and it, and it fucks them up for the rest of the episode, which is great because it really makes them look inwards and be like, wait a second, that's the, my favorite. So this is great. This is what I wrote. Uh, this is the episode where they deconstruct the world they built. <coughs> Things happen when you're writing a show that you don't even realize has happened. Like, why does Lindsay still hang out with these people who, still, who get her in trouble? Yeah. So that's taken that that's deconstructed in this episode. Yeah. Sure. Or do the freaks ever think about their future? They're human beings. Yeah. Of course they think about their future. Yeah. And you don't have to show or it. Or lack all. thereof. Or yeah. lack thereof. You don't have to show it all the time. But yeah. at some point, like, mm-hmm. it is really refreshing to be like, of course these three-dimensional 18-year-olds who think about their future yeah. by virtue of being human beings. And then also the other one I wrote is, isn't Harris <laughs> kind of the best? <laughs> Harris is the best. He is. And, yeah. but the, and I love that Daniel goes to Harris to of all people. Give it to Daniel. <laughs> yeah. The coolest yes, kid in yes. a school yes. to say, "Hey, man, you're pretty fucking cool." Harris is the coolest. <laughs> Another kid that <laughs> I carrying his D and D book I around know with exactly them. who that was, and I know exactly that yeah. kid was in high school who uh, I did video class with. He actually lives out here. I don't want to say his name because okay. I don't want to embarrass him, but he was the fucking coolest, and I didn't realize it until twelfth grade. And once we became friends, it was like. You are the missing element. <laughs> you're the guy I have always wanted That's to amazing. be friends with. Like you're cool and confident and funny and no one knows. <laughs> and it's awesome. I think that there's also the episode opens with a weird moment mm-hmm. where you have those two weird kids say to Lindsay, if I gave you a joint, a would you have moment. sex with me? It's a great right. moment. And it's a great moment because it's a moment when she's like, That's the perception mm-hmm. people have of me. Right. That's the reason I don't drink anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but but you know, sort of what? what yeah. It's that she moment seen, of her being like, a "Wait mirror. a second, yeah. that's not how I want to be seen." Right? Um, 
Daniel making the car crash even worse by oh my God. weirdly insulting the woman and saying that's the such a realistic thing of like oh we're all having a fun cool time and it's not. Joe Jackson's I'm the man's blaring and it is a fucking ripper of a song and <laughs> and then when it all goes south that that inner nerd and I've been there you can't shut it down like you're immediately freaked out and scared I'll never forget I was in a Jeep Wagoneer on the way to my senior boat trip and we had gotten a junior to drive us to Run the pier soon. listen we got a junior to drive us to the pier and my friend was already tanked from the pre-party and at some point we realized she has an open bud light in the car we're on like a very quiet main street of like a small town in the jersey shore she chucks it out the window we're like you moron um we get on the boat we're off to our sunset goodbye senior cruise the junior gets pulled over on the way back and by the time we dock all the parents there being like, you might not walk in graduation. You've never uh. seen someone more self-righteously angry than a sober Allison Akel who is just, I mean, lucky to be there in that car. <laughs> lucky to be at the pre-party. Lucky to be in that Jeep Wagoneer. But I was like, so help me God, is if this person brings us down and this poor junior. So that flip oh, is so, it felt so, so real good. to me of like, yeah. we're all, I'm nervous, but I'm cool to like, Absolutely not. Daniel, yeah. sit down. Yeah. The nerd takes over. Oh, yeah. you cannot yeah. erase it. And, and, and that's the whole thing of it. Yeah. And she, this episode made me realize, all right, she is that like, she's the bridge. Yeah. She's the freaks and geeks bridge, mm-hmm. right? She is from one thing to the other and it's, it's mutable. And she, and I think she figures out what the <laughs> definition of that is by the end of the episode, which I think is also great. She realizes, as Emily says in her review, that that there's a way to live in both those worlds. Yeah. She just up until this point hasn't really figured out, which to your point is sort of a real <laughs> fulcrum point for the, for the series mm-hmm. of that understanding of yeah. how she fits into all of this, um, which I think is, is brilliant. Um, I also think that, you know, it's sort of the first time we've seen real consequences with the parents. Yep. Um, the look on I, – I, I wrote down Linda Cardellini's face is so raw with tears during that conversation with her parents. I think only Nicole Kidman's face at the end of Eyes Wide Shut rivals it. <laughs> like it's – there's something – she just looks absolutely torn apart. She you calls can, him daddy. Yeah. Daddy. My daughter, all my children. All my children. All my That's children. the name of your autobiography. All my all children. My, well, I think it's been used before. <laughs> you think? But all my children call me daddy. And <laughs> – Wait, <laughs> can I make a T-shirt that says that? Oh my children! Oh, my children. <laughs> These are actual call me children. Daddy. It sounds like a really weird song from the forties. Yeah, like a Jesusy song. These are my actual children. <laughs> my actual children. Okay, sorry. The fruits of my loom. Damn. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are uh, they call you daddy? They call me daddy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. my daughter knows. Seven yes. years old. Oh, she yeah. knows. Powerful. Oh, the way that affects me. Really? Daddy. Oh yeah, they all do. Even my really? three-year-old knows. They just know it just gets it just, it's like, that, like between a little, the ribs. A little, yeah, a little kid calling you daddy? Like you, you, you can't – you have to get over that and punish him still. But like, <laughs> you can't punish him immediately. Right, then, right. Then you, you yeah. just got to soak in that love first. Yeah, exactly. yep. Soak in that fear. All right, all right. All right. You're still daddy, but sometimes you're also dad. It's just – I so. think that, again, it's 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 a testament to, to Flaherty's performance, but also that he's – Finds that way to be disciplinarian and also kind of funny within the context of that scene. Yes. I also it's love that stuff. he's like, you're grounded. No stereo, no radio. <laughs> we didn't live in a world where those were separated. I've also never been grounded. So every time I watch a scene, I'm like, I wonder if that's real. Yeah, that no, I was never grounded either. Oh, no, yeah. I was. Millie. 
<laughs> you were the cool one at the table. Um, I was grounded, and the ground grounding always had a little twinge of like. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The whole thing was a play act. There was a little play acting, right? Mm -hmm. There's always my dad like being like... All right, it's time to put on my dad pants. <laughs> time to tell you. Different from the daddy pants. The dad, yeah, no, yeah. much different. I, I, I would say they'd be like, Daddy, you can't grab me. He'd be like, I drove around <laughs> all night last night looking in every ditch for your dead body because <laughs> you were sleeping at a different house that you That's said amazing. I was. I was grounded for three months. Oh my God. Whoa. Yeah. That's that's serious. I got a that's month. A I got a month freshman year. I got three months junior year. No stereo. No, no radio, radio. No, no walkie talkies. No a yeah. track. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that Millie comes to comfort Lindsay with Uno, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. um, which is great. Uh, uh, there's definitely a moment in that scene where I'm like, are they gonna kiss? Like, yeah. Kind of right. It's it felt so a funny. little bit like Millie. How can Quap is shot it? I was it like, does. what's what is happening here? What's the subtext? They got of this real scene? cheek to cheek. They got real close. Uh, <laughs> I re- the scene with the freaks talking about their long term plans is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Ken's was pretty brilliant. Mm-hmm. Wait for his dad <laughs> to give him the store, sell it, and move so, to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it's, it's pretty solid. Yeah, jealous. <laughs> um, I could see Kim as a lawyer. Like I could, <laughs> I could see her figuring it out and becoming a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she also wants to be a shifty lawyer. She yeah, like a bus bench lawyer. She, she she's, a bu- to- she's like a bus bench lawyer, baby. Yeah. She's like, have like yeah. that that sexy line woman the in law. the suit who's yeah. always like, I'll handle your insurance claims. Super yeah. war- super Call woman, her- super lawyer. Sure, yeah. something yeah. like yeah. that. And Daniel had no plan. No. no, just completely planless. Planless. But you know what? What a beautiful tee up between that being planless and kind of his real moment with Harris, who's reading the Dungeons and Dragons. But where yeah. when he's like, you'd be a great dungeon master. You see a yeah. seed is planted and old. A little, little Harris that, planting yes. seeds. There is, there, there is a cross. Like it's weird because, you know, freaks and geeks is presented mm-hmm. as uh, opposites, mm-hmm. right? The whole yeah. thing they're present though. The, the poster is the two of them. They look yeah. so different. They're both fringy. Yeah, it's yeah. like I think it's less that they're opposites; they're more two sides of the same coin. I think that's the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying it's pre- it's presented as if like the coolest of the cool and the mm-hmm. dorky is the dorky. Yeah, right. Too like too cool for school, literally, and like too dorky to even like Exist. walk the halls <laughs> yeah. without being yeah. afraid. Mm-hmm. But to your point, they really it's a lot closer than it seems. I agree. You know, I think, and they're both outcasts. Like they're both just not really accepted by the school, by the institution. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think there's some like kind of beautiful brilliance to that. And I think you really totally. look at Hollywood. That's what we are. I, I'm glad we're going to look at Hollywood. We're, finally. Finally, we're getting <laughs> into Hollywood. Let's look at Hollywood. <laughs> Hollyweird. Um, <laughs> wow. When I think, like, I was joking around when I figured out my Lindsay Millie thing, I looked at my husband and I was like, I think you're like a Sam Ken hybrid. And he's like, that's not wrong. And again, yeah. two totally different mm-hmm. humans. I get myself a Neil Ken hybrid. You're a Neil Ken, yeah. Phil. How do you write? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a Sam Nick, maybe. You're a Sam. Yeah, you've got the sweet rose. Romantic, affable a, thing for sure. Uh, yeah, I think Sam Nick is fair. Yeah, I think I think Sam Sam Nick Rising. And what were you again, Neil? Sam Nick Rising. I'm, I think I'm. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm three parts Ken, one part. Uh, a lot of Ken in you. One, one part Neil. I love I it. think that's me. That's fair. I like that. Um, I aspire to be three parts <laughs> Neil, one part Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Rising. The, 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 the skin part is what I'm trying to be. <laughs> Um, so one of the things yes. that I, that I love about this the episode layer. is, um, Nick doesn't really have a lot to do in this episode, which is fine, which is great. Oh, but he has the, the thing of <laughs> going to Lindsay and saying, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. You I seem know, to be handling the breakup really, really well. Depressed because we broke up. And he's and there for her at the Mathletes competition. He is there for, but like there's, stalker. what I love about it is that it's, it's a way of saving Nick's character. And figuring out a way to kind of wriggle out of the intense awkwardness that's happened between the two of them in the previous episodes, which right. is you don't want Nick to be a weirdo. Yeah. So this makes him funny and sweet. You know, and it kind of gets weird, right? Sure. But he's not as weird. I don't care. I, okay. I, I, I don't, I, I think weirdness is a character choice. Sure. And stirred the heart of a 24 year old Alice Nagel. Apparently. The heart. I think he just the heart, I, not the loins. Easy. I heard girls can't be horny in this. <laughs> On this podcast, I heard that that's not possible on a podcast. Yeah, that's, what, that's, that's yeah. definitely mm-hmm. yeah, the rule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's that going is on. not something I would Whatever. say. Yeah, no, I, don't uh-huh. I don't make sweeping statements like that about anybody. <laughs> anything. Um, but uh, regarding Nick, you know, I think he's the weirdest shit. But I, think that's, I think that's the joke. <laughs> I agree. I, I agree. love that he. I love because Jason's episodes, weird. I think four episodes later, the guy is still like, yeah, yeah. Anything that's wrong with Lindsay, probably due to me. Probably my fault. <laughs> you know, yeah. Probably, probably looking at me. I love it. Tough to get over me. Um, we then have the scene with Kim and Daniel in the bathroom. Um, where he's just like, skip your class. And she's like, no. Oh, in the ha- like in the stairwell. Yeah, sorry, in the hall. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a bathroom. Um, yeah, well, I just love bathrooms and stairs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're so hard on him. Yeah, it's like, I can't, wow. no fucking, no leeway. Just I'm let a, him be I'm, a goth. I'm let a him be a goth. Yeah, you're a Ken. What can That's I say? The, the thing that Ken and Neil have in common is that they are both the members of the group who are just ripping on the other members of the group. Yeah, give true. no one That's any true. fucking That's slack. That's me, no slack. Yeah, no slack, Kenny. No slack, Kenny. Just like, and you know what else is funny? Yeah. First three letters of Ken, first three letters of Kenneth, first letters of Neil, first three letters of Nybart. What? What are the chances? <laughs> what? You've thought about this. No, I just came up with this now. <laughs> One in all the, the names in the world. The intensity with which you just said that to me? No, I just thought of this now. <laughs> it's like, all right. Um, <laughs> I made that guy a little Millie. Um, is Kim starting to feel like life's getting away from her? Right. You know what I mean? That, that she has to get her shit together. Right. And what, I mean, I, I don't, I truthfully don't really remember the tail end of this of this series. So I'm excited to sort of see either. to see what happens. Um from next episode I remember the next episode. Okay. The garage door. You probably I don't remember that. With Neil's dad. Oh it's epic. Oh yes. Yeah. After that, I'm yeah. a little hazy. Yeah, so I, I like that Kim is sort of shook by yeah. this. Um I think that's really cool. Sam's Parisian suit, obviously incredible. Yep. Um 
Is that sold to him by Joel Hodgson from Mystery Science Theater 3000 in an amazing hairpiece? But I have a question for you. Uh, I immediately recognized him, but I'm like, this really? is a man who I've really mostly known as a voice my yeah. whole life. But whoa, there he is. He's very good in, in it. real but life. I do have a question. Do you want to be a stud or a superstar? <laughs> Can I tell you, there are a lot of favorite lines from this episode. I mean, yeah, yeah. Paul was on fire. The other line that really killed me was when Dave Grubber Allen, Mr. Rosso, comes down and goes like, how many times a day do I have to tell you to be cool? So good in this. Oh, my God. Or the yeah. other teacher who is the mathlete's yeah, head, him, he had one of the most perfect lines where the girls are so fucking at each other's throats. Mm. And he's like, this isn't the last chopper out of Saigon. So can we please turn down the drama? <laughs> Oh, Just that. Oh, I love it. I you're it's great. When Lindsay goes, I'm the best per- person at math in this school. And he goes, well, actually, I'm the best person at math. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, in her. No, my God. It's great. All right, can I, tell, I want to say one more yes, thing about please, the mathletes? Please. please. Where were the dudes? They're like no Quietly dude mathletes. revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it? Like, I love the Wallace from uh, Veronica Mars. Yes, Wallace was one line. Percy Daggs. Yep. I think that that's not. An accident? That, of course it's not an accident, but also it shouldn't be like lost. You know, yeah. that like yeah. they did that without making a big fucking deal about it. <laughs> you don't think that's a big deal? I don't even say it like if we watched a show where like every member of Congress was a woman and they just didn't address that it. Would be, that would be amazing. Athletes. I mean, I, oh, I think it's so unfair. <laughs> You're undercounting undercounting the progress that was made. Although I was recently reminded by Ashley and our other friend Monica that um, on the day we had to go to one of our friends like biggest bat mitzvahs, that morning we had an intense math competition Uh that was a real nail biter. And we realized none of us individually placed and we can see Ruth Pritch rhymes with something, you guys, and that was her. Mm -hmm. Our math teacher just sweating in the corner being like, you guys fucked it up. You fucked it up. You're so focused on going to this bat mitzvah. And then we won overall as a team. It was so glorious. So listen, what I'm saying is... You really were the cool, coolest. I, we was. were mostly yes. girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then we went to fucking a bat mitzvah. But that's my point. Remember the theme? You're right. It, my point it reflected is that, a reality. My point is girls that... Girls are good at math. It's possible. <laughs> that girls can be good at math. <laughs> that girls can be good at math. No, it's right. And yet... Even if we don't individually hundreds place... Hundreds of years... <laughs> hundreds of years of, of <sighs> society has been... It's been inculcated right. into our heads... No, you're right. Math is for boys. So, showing the reality that girls can be good at math without making a big fucking episode about how girls can be good at math is quietly revolutionary. I, I'm i going to say it. You're right, Kenny. Thank right. God. A boy is right. A boy, right. Oh, boy. <laughs> quietly revolutionary. Um, a boy is right. <laughs> Sam, Sam prepping himself in front of the mirror in the night suit say, oh, yeah. is incredible. <laughs> yeah. The dance. I don't know what song was playing. Um, do you remember what song it was? No. He, when he's dancing with no, the night suit? That, right? you don't, I don't really I do know that. it's Groove Line, I think, Not when really they finally go to It's silly, but it's funny. I just... Apparently, in the I listened to the commentary. Oh. And he had danced in a musical of Tommy? Sure. Like, right? He, that was like his pedigree mm-hmm. before becoming a TV star, John Francis Daly. And so like they were... Broadway? I, I, I don't know about look, that. Look, the commentary was pretty Broadway. loose. Really? Tommy on Broadway, yeah. The commentary was loose, but, um, but it was... <laughs> As most of the commentary is on this Yeah, it's a lot of, episode. it's a lot of just. It's, uh, I was like, what? Talking. I think that's Martin Starr. Um, <laughs> yeah, as opposed to this podcast, super tight. That's great. Keep it tight, guys. Keep also, tight. also quietly revolutionary to an episode about the teenage experience where the dude has to change his hair to make the girl like him. Mm-hmm. I Interesting. Liked that. I had not really seen that. Yeah. I will say that it's, they went a little bit back to the well. 
How's of Sam. I agree with that. <laughs> Sam trying to impress Cindy, and it's this it's, shithead it's a, thinks if he changes his hair, <laughs> shithead. he's gonna get this girl to like him. He, I can't believe you're piling on him after the day he had at school. Yeah. I can't believe. Well, he is an incel. He deserves it. They he's did the incel. homo cough at him, and the cl- and there's class yeah, that room. I didn't love. I was like, I didn't love them saying queer as much as they say. Uh, I, I mean, think it's true. The period. I mean, people did the homo cough in the 1990s. I, I was. Uh, I'm yeah. not saying it's right. It's the R precious. word was used a lot in the 90s. Yeah, I, I like most modern viewers. I have my antenna up for that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you should. That seemed okay to me. It didn't, it didn't just, cross. It's like anything, the slut shaming thing you guys were talking about in the Kim Kelly episode. It's the, the it, it was incredibly authentic, and it was an experience a lot of kids had, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the period is what buys you that distance. That's true. Yeah. To kind of and talk it's, about it's okay. It. I mean, it, it didn't. It didn't like really, really bug me, but I noticed it. I guess is what I'm getting at. Like, I don't I, think it. It was. It bugged me, and when I noticed it in real life too. Sure. <laughs> All the time. Sure. Yeah, right? Fair point. I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of the point of it. it you know, it's it's it wasn't our heroes doing the homo cough. Um, you know what's true. You know what's interesting too. I didn't notice this, but my husband mentioned he was like, "This is what being an hour long show affords you in something like Freaks and Geeks. Such a fucking funny show." But to just give yourself some time to do Sam Weir checking his look, talking to the mirror montage. Yeah. yeah. And I hadn't even thought about that, but that's so true. Mm-hmm. You had that breathing room in modern half-hour comedies on network. You've got 21 got minutes. Nothing. Well, no this time. show also, it really savors that stuff. Like, it knows it how does. to weaponize Ugh. that stuff. And, and and we've talked about this before, but just that idea of <coughs> not a ton happens on this show. And right. they're fine with it. In fact, they they love it. They just luxuriate in the nothingness that sometimes happens. And it gives you the freedom to have a scene like that. Yeah. Or, or just kind of, you know... Um, it's good stuff. I mean, there's also I really love um, the the scene at the end when Lindsay sneaks out in the middle of the night mm-hmm. to try to leave, and her and Millie have that scene I together. Know. Their scenes are always oh. really great. They're, they're the best they've been in this episode mm-hmm. for sure. Because yeah. there's this there's a little bit of I mean, there is this push and pull of Lindsay outgrowing Millie and and feeling bad about leaving her behind, and Millie recognizing that she's moving. So, like, it, it's that sort of consciousness of them both understanding that this relationship is slowly dissipating. It's really beautiful. And it's it, it, it was <clears throat> that scene was the first time I realized how much older Linda Cardellini did legit feel. Sure. Than the the other, like, sure. Millie feels, like, truly 14, even though who knows how yeah. old she really was. Um, but it, it was that's so... Like that's how old she really was? I, don't, I have no idea. She's I think she was a true teenager, yeah. Yeah. but... Uh, go her toe to toe and that emotionality of that Great scene with stuff. her. It was also yeah. honest. I've talked yeah. about it before on the podcast how um, this story is not all that new. The idea of, you know, sure. it's the same setup as my so called life, for instance. Um, yeah, that, that was uh, a great point. Actually. Of someone, yeah, someone, thank you. That person who taught me how to be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she made some good points on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I really like her. I hope she stays my friend. Um, so. <laughs> It's this, right? So it's, it's this, and, and, and I, I, I said something to the effect of um, that story's always told from the from the perspective of the person leveling up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and I think it, this episode is really sweet in that it actually now it doesn't change the POV, but you do get a little more interior life with Millie in this episode yeah. of what it felt like mm-hmm. to be left it, behind, to be left behind, and to have that moment again that you probably didn't think you were going to have. Oh, where you're living on precious borrowed time, like Molly. Totally. Millie knows, like this is borrowed time. We're going to yeah. lose her again, but it's a great to have. But for she the loves moment. her when she hugs it's her like, when she's oh. in the thing. It's it's, it's like my favorite episode of Girls, which, which is one? oh, the Panic at Central Park. It's sure, it's the 
Oh, one of yeah. the best fucking episodes of television, period. That that like one morphling with Charlie and uh, mm-hmm. Allison, whatever. Williams? Allison Williams. No, what was her character's name? Uh, oh my, Marnie. 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 Well done. That one more. That one more fling. Um, thing. It's the same energy of like, let's be what we were for one night, mm-hmm. and. It's never gonna happen again. It's but. the before sunset episode of Freaks and Geeks. Before for Millie sunset, and the Lindsay. second one. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have trouble with the uh, sunrise, sunset, midnight. Yeah. I know midnight's the last one, but I have sunset's trouble with- the middle because it's like, well, we just have until her book reading. Yeah, sun sunrise makes sense. It's all night, and then it's his flight. But yeah, he's leaving. It's a train in the first. Ugh. one. The first one. Yeah, she said. <laughs> Second one, I'm asking. Book reading. Like, More I of a question. I, the, in, the inflection went up. No, no, no. no, no I wasn't. I was. This was. This was a, this the first was a shot at Akel. Yeah, not at he's you. correcting me. No, I know, and I'm, I'm and I'm just asking. So it's the train in the first yes. one. Yes. <laughs> the second one is his book plane, reading and his plane yes. taking off. And then and then midnight was midnight's just a hellish hotel room situation. Midnight. Oh shit. Uh, I love Neil saying that's a jumpsuit. My grandpa in Fort Lauderdale wears them all the time because he's too lazy to put on pants. Yeah. He's so mean. He, well, I mean, he's just fast. He's so Nybart. He's so, <laughs> that's so Kenny. He's nearly, so, nearly Nybart. So Nybart. Neil. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I, so that outfit, the, the Parisian night suit. Yeah, let's break it down. Um, <laughs> is that a thing? Was that yeah. a thing? Did yeah, people yeah. wear those? Mm-hmm. In Paris. I just am surprised he topped it with the gold chain. Because <laughs> it was like, we don't see him get that deep uh, in. That was an accoutrement he added great. on his own. It's but yeah, great. that was like a thing. Yeah. I mean, this I love the way this show dances with lot, like disco. Well, like, yes, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's kissing it's up so, against that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in terms no, one, of, no one cool like disco is part of the idea. What's weird is that watching that episode kind of inspired me today to wear something I never thought it would wear to work, oh. which um, was a, a hand-me-down from my mother-in-law. It is Material. a brown suede fringe like jacket vest wrap thing. And um, I wore it to work and I'm like, I'm just, this is not me and I'm yeah. going to do it. Let's weird. Did anyone say anything? I'm going to be Sam Weir. People loved it. Yeah, but I was and you know say, what? You got tons yeah. of compliments. Yeah. I took it off, and you'll notice my white T-shirt. It's a little brown. Um, but so I thought it was like the, a style a, thing. That's no, no, what no, I was no, trying no. to figure out. There was a color transfer. This shirt oh. was white this morning. Oh. So I was See, not I rewarded. It looks yeah, now. It Thank looks you. Yeah, it, looks it works with your hair color. But I was like, let's embrace the same. I've never, so, I don't think I've ever taken that big a, big a swing fashion-wise <laughs> as he does with the Parisian night suit. Sure. Big a swing fashion-wise? Can you just flash um, his Cruel Intentions yeah. t-shirt that I bought him at Target? Um, which I wear once a week. Um, so, uh, which is true. Um, so this, this episode is, is a great, uh, it's, it's a great argument against the biggest Ooh. fallacy mm. we have ever been sold by Madison Avenue. What's that? Whoa. That the clothes make the man. Uh. <laughs> The oh, got men's warehouse. The clothes. <laughs> You'll love the way you look. The clothes. It's like men's. a demand. Do not make the man, the man or woman. Sure. Or the person. Ge- or any gender. Sure. Makes the clothes. And that's the point. The, when you say. I'm so, yeah. When you say. Talking about Hollywood again. When you say. Hollywood. 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 Weird. <laughs> when you say. <laughs> when you say. When, when Phil asks you. Yeah. Parisian yeah, yeah. night suit. Was that a thing? And mm-hmm. you replied yes. Yeah. I was thinking no, but <laughs> you're probably, I, know, I don't know if the terminology is correct. That thing was a fashion. You're probably well, you're definitely right okay. because you know this stuff more than I do. And I'm and then I'm trying to think. Okay, so it was a thing. How was it? Oh, it was probably a thing worn by really confident people who can pull off literally anything. 
It's why they call him John Travolta's character name from Saturday Night Fever. Because that's like, that's who you have to be to pull that shit off. That's what I'm getting at. I did you think can of wear John Travolta. anything if you're confident and cool. Yes. Right. Like, like Rihanna wears whatever she fucking wants. <laughs> and everybody thinks like, <laughs> that's the new shit. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what it means to be confident and cool. That's literally what Rosso says to him. Like, be cool, dude. And then you don't yeah, have just to wear chill. You know, How many times a day do I tell you to be cool? Be cool. In fairness, he says that while breaking up a fight. <laughs> and Mr. Rosso's story is is something. Rosso's dope. His trajectory, yeah. It's, His tra- pretty it's, it's pretty great. What a guy. He's like, yeah, I got the shit in an alleyway. Oh my that God. guy, um, unfortunately, probably didn't have much of a life after this, but he should have. He could. Oh, like a career. Yeah, yeah. I mean. What's stopping he, someone from casting him in something tomorrow? He's pretty old. Pretty great. Oh my God. You, you seen a picture of him? Old people get acting Old work. Old people still get work. Shit, guys. We, can we edit that one out, Ernie? <laughs> <laughs> Ernie, actually, didn't, mark Ernie didn't mark it for me. You know, I'm kidding. Warts and all. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Warts and all. The but he is, he is great. He is great <laughs> on the show. Amazing. Well, and, and that scene, it's weird. Okay, so I'm just here to tell you all my stories, apparently. Please. But like, when yes. Alan takes, like, Take Sam and just like bashes him at the neck up. Or no, you know what it is? It's, he pushes Sam too far and Sam, Sam reacts. Takes, yeah, yeah. Sam can't take it anymore and he pushes yeah. him into a locker. Yeah. I had a memory. I thought of something I haven't thought of. I'm true, truly in 20 years. When I was in fourth grade, there was a gentleman in our class named Adam Polar Cabbage. Uh, we called him Adam Polar Bear Cabbage. Pretty good, right? And so he was, it's, uh, it's all he right. was, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's pretty terrible. I, it's horrible to I, make fun of people's but names. But this is like low-hanging <laughs> fruit, they really. themselves that name. <laughs> he also had a birthmark and looked very much, wait, uh, kind of a beauty mark where he looked very much like Madonna. And so people would, oh, yes, people would make fun of him. And I never, I never would. Right. And he would sometimes kind of be mean. He could be a bit of a pisser to you, right? And at a certain uh-huh. point... I just decided that like you had enough. Yeah, and so I made some joke about him being in the bad like math class or <laughs> like the wor- Allison trying to be cool. Sure. He choked me up Fuck. against the locker. Uh-huh. And like oh, literally like put me up against it, broke away ri- immediately. But imagine this is me trying out my first like I'm cool. Yeah, that didn't work. I'll out. fucking give a barb. And then he fucking chuckled. That's a terrible story. <laughs> and it was That's like, crazy. No. And honestly, so I feel like a young was, Allison uh, learned like, no, no, no. Just like <laughs> stay in your lane. I was like fourth or fifth grade. It's like, no, no, no. You're not built for this, man. Like you yeah, cannot. Yeah, but you couldn't have expected that Everything to fucking about that. He, story when I breaks saw, my heart. I know, I know. And he's probably like a great dude out there. Like, cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you're obviously, you obviously but were was, just, you're, uh, you were trying on a new person. I went for, you, yes, you didn't, I was uh, you, you, to, you didn't sort of uh, choked was, out. That's so crazy. Oh that, my God. I can't also, even, poor polar bear cabbage, he's yeah. getting it from Akel. He was, <laughs> he's like, that's it. <laughs> I, that's where I draw the line. The nicest girl in the school. What did I do? To understand the level of Millie, again, the Millie rising I had, there was a time in a lock of girls locker room where I tried to stick up for someone everybody always shit on. And she turned to me and goes, I don't need you to help me, Allison. As if I, like, I only made it worse. Me trying to stick up is like, ugh, Akel, sit down. White knighting is never a good plan. No. (laughs) To another girl. But that that was the, that's why, like, again, I couldn't believe I thought of that. When are you going to write the show? (laughs) Yeah, right? Polar bear cabbage. Polar bear cabbage. With a Madonna.
on a mole. And <laughs> uh, how do you think you spell pull uh, the cabbage? So do, what did you say to him that made him snap? I, I think he was trying to make some shitty comment. We got split into math into two different groups okay. for math. Yeah. And he was in one that was like not honors. It was like B and I was in A, right? Probably. So you made like a character he- assassination. <laughs> <laughs> Millie, Millie, Millie. We, we Jesus is just all right <laughs> with me. Um, so basically. <laughs> that, that's my least favorite Nick moment I think of the whole he, series. He basically, oh, where he sits. I love it. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's, he's not. not. He's right. into it. Yeah, I'm sure I think he's she felt, she, but I think she he, probably felt great. He like was making fun of me for being a nerd in the good class, and I gave it back. <laughs> and he, the only way I knew yeah. how, which is factual. <laughs> like, yeah. Absolutely not. It you will be serving my kids fries one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you like them? Oh apples? my god! Yeah. So we, I got choked up. Right. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like you, how old were you at this point? I think fourth. I probably fifth or I think fifth grade, maybe. So like ten. But you were like, you're tiny. Imagine my shock. Adam, yeah, you're just like <laughs> lifted up like, that's crazy. Yes. Adam oh Wallacabbage. What are you no, doing? No, 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 no a, don't. I'm Adam Wallacabbage is a is an incredible oh crafter God. of chandeliers that look like <laughs> octopi. And I am oh not God. joking. Is it the same guy? Not Wallacabbage. No. Okay. Let's oy. We're gonna we'll, we'll bleep out some of these names, don't worry. It's gonna be fine. We'll see. Um Yeah, you mean you don't want him coming after you again. <laughs> Who knows what he would I like how Kenny told a story at the top of this podcast yeah. that was like, I'll leave out names and I'm like, I'm I came <laughs> with a seat. You doubled down. And then I'm like, please bleep out all the names. I mean we have to leave polar bear cabbage just because that's the dumbest way to make fun of someone. I know. But it's great. I, mean, I love it. It's gonna be heinous. Oh my oh, god. god. That's all great. Right. Let's we'll call him something else. Um Grizzly yeah. Bear Lettuce. Well, guys, uh, that, that, was looks and books. <laughs> that was looks and books. Listen. Uh, yeah, I mean, was there anything the else that jumped out at you in the episode There's that you remember? Li- Millie gets off a great joke. Which one? Millie. No, I'm Millie, but which Millie, joke? maybe you've heard of her. <laughs> Jesus is just all right. Uh, the, company, the company's called Texas Instruments, but it's made in Taiwan. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, what they a- all laugh. I also, did her. you know that I was oh. so in the in the stupid, you know, trivia that happens that I find in each episode. Apparently, uh, Texas Instruments didn't make that calculator until oh. the late 80s. So that's a little bit of a goof, if you will. Yeah, you found a goof. You found a goof. I'll never remember when I found a goof in, variety bl- in, in Varsity Blues. What was and- the goof? <laughs> Some real bad goof. Yeah. I like it's, to call them goofs. It's a bad goof. And then Zinman and Craig were like, oh, you found a goof, huh? <laughs> like, oh, a goof. You went goof hunting. That was, <laughs> and I never, I've never mentioned a goof again. <laughs> they really scolded you. They just, they just, yeah, they really came at you. Yeah. They just yeah. roasted me for goof hunting. There was a lot of roasting going on between you guys. I love those. Yeah, days. it was it great. Them so we much. should have them back on uh, or something. Maybe they watch this show. Maybe. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. I had so much fun. Fun talking about this episode. I One of my all time favorites. We, uh, all time favorite creative podcast, teams. I'm pretty sure we asked you to be a third permanent co host and yeah. you never gave us a response. <laughs> yeah, you just you just basically ghosted, ghosted us? on us and never came back. So, what do you it's think? It's that cool girl in <laughs> the, uh, the office. Do you, think? you think this show needs a third co host? <laughs> You do? No, what? you're right. You're right. We can feel, feel you're done. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes? Also, I had so much fun. I only made it through one of my three unwrapped pre-ready know, lozenges. True. True. I feel honored. Number, number two. Just um, next, week. next week, we are doing The Garage Door. With Emmy Willis mm-hmm. um, of, uh, she was on The Exorcist. She's on uh, some Star Trek shows. Uh, so she's going to come on. She's going to talk about that. That's going to be great. God. It's uh, Brian Gordon, Saxon Judah uh, just, wrote that one. We just Patty Lynn. Isn't it exciting? Now, not no no shade 
you know, no shade t- towards the guest. We we got in the beginning, but like, okay. yeah, we just got good guests now. We got good guests. We got good guests. We're just <laughs> we got the guests you got in the beginning as well. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah. that's why I brought you back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. You're gonna come back on for a movie though, right? We'll oh, come I mean, are there else? any left? I feel like you guys are you kidding. There's yeah. like 200 left. Uh, the other thing that w- I would really love to have your thoughts on Please. at some point, maybe mm-hmm. um, some music videos that maybe you really loved in '99 that oh, maybe you have God, some thoughts yes. on. Oh, because I feel like you're you know a big I had music a music person. video show on Georgetown University Television. I'm sure you did in the spring of 1999. So, so I would get like ODB, Hey Dirty. That sure. was like a yeah, big one for me. Sure. Um, <laughs> Uh, music goes better with you was a big video that I played a lot. Okay, because I would just write to record labels and say, "Hey, do you have any VHS tapes of your oh, hit funny. singles videos?" Sure. And I would try to kind of edit them together. For do you me. remember some of your favorites from '99 by any chance? Like No Scrubs, for instance. I think she just said so. I mean, ODB is <laughs> okay. Um, let me think on it. You All know right. what? Can I do a write-in? Absolutely. Segment? Yeah, no pressure. But yeah. anyway, we want to have you back for you know. Always, I would always love to a long two-hour. You, know, you guys are you nice know. to put up with me and my stories of uh, childhoods and trauma. Okay. Yeah, we got to fill the hours of not walking, at, <laughs> not walking at graduation, of getting choked sure. out against a that, locker. I, I can't. I'm, I honestly can It's like burned in my brain now of a young Alice Mako <laughs> being choked up against lockers. I it's crazy. Repressed memories coming out. Thank you, freaks and geeks. That yeah. is so upsetting. It's me. really crazy. I, that, that like. I I, 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 I went, deserved it. I, I dared to I dared no, to throw didn't. my hat in the fucking. Don't, this is just like zinger this ring. Is like Sam and Cindy all again. No, that guy <laughs> yeah. should not have come at you. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> fucking Cindy. Yeah, oh. fucking Polar Cindy. Yeah, she's ready to cut Cindy. Oh, Cindy. All right, next, uh, week. next week the garage door with Emmy Willis. Thank Peace you for listening. Out. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's Podcast like it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 